0: Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. Now the news. The grandfather district of North Carolina's Pisgah National Forest has several controlled burns coming up, though dates have not been set. The biggest, about 4,700 acres, is planned for the Big Lost Bear area near Old Fort. Another sizable burn of 2,200 acres is planned for the Crawley Branch area near Collettsville. So, why aren't the burn dates set, you ask? Well, says the National Forest, burning days are changeable because the proper conditions are needed. Wind and relative humidity are key factors in fire behavior, safety, and smoke control. Prescribed burning will only occur when environmental conditions permit. During the burns, proper personnel and equipment will be on site, and some roads and trails may be closed to ensure safety. So, even though the burn dates aren't set, we mention them to get them on your radar and as a reminder that burns are going on everywhere and that it's a good idea to check ahead to make a sure to make sure a burn won't disrupt your hiking plans and that is the news for this week every week in our get hiking e-newsletter which is delivered free every thursday afternoon We have a main story about some element of hiking, some aspect of the trail that we find interesting. We have a rundown of all the upcoming hikes in our 8 Get Hiking chapters throughout North Carolina and Virginia. We have a gear recommendation. We have a media review. We offer a hiking tip. We also list a favorite resource, sometimes one we find invaluable in planning our hikes, Sometimes one that leads us to information that can help enhance our time on the trail. And sometimes it's just one that's fun, entertaining, and maybe even a little quirky. Today I run through some of my favorite resources and explain why. You can find links to these resources in our show notes. Okay, we start with a list of resources that uh, truly are vital in planning Trips, um, and especially this time of year. And this would be checking um, resources that help us find the trail status and road conditions. So, this would be for major land managers, um, for instance, North Carolina State Parks, uh, Virginia State Parks. Um, We've had over the last month, month and a half, we've had a lot of uh, cold and icy weather. Some of the parks here in North Carolina at least have closed and we will check the North Carolina State Parks website beforehand just to see what the status is. Uh, Similarly, there are a lot of places that we like to go up in the mountains that uh, we need access via either the Blue Ridge Parkway or perhaps the uh, Skyline Drive through the Shenandoah National Park. So we have those resources. Those are, are both very good for road closures, which both of those roads, they're scenic highways, and uh, they they tend not to get maintained. Sometimes there are small stretches, I know of the Blue Ridge Parkway, <clears throat> that will be plowed. But for the most part, uh, there's there's no maintenance. It snows and they don't reopen until the snow and the ice melts. So um, we always like to check those. There's good maps on both of those websites that uh, are um, instantly updated, and uh, you can get a pretty good idea of the uh, road status by checking those sites. And the same with um, same with uh, national forests in uh, throughout the southeast. You can go onto their websites and you'll get the status, Uh, especially right now, there's a lot of seasonal closures. We like to check ahead for those, Uh, and those are usually prominent on the homepage of the individual forest. So um, it's usually pretty easy to check, uh, especially some of the higher roads that uh, will be closed in the winter that won't get maintained. Um, Some of those, though, are still open for um, exploring. If you want to go up and hike them, but as far as if, if you need a high mountain um, forest road to get somewhere, you, you might want to just check ahead first to make sure that it's open. Uh, similarly, there are um, like the Appalachian Trail, the Mountains to Sea Trail. Both are good resources for um, just checking trail status and actually just for planning your trip, especially for the Mountains to Sea Trail site, because um, they have guides, they have online guides. Now the online guides, now I believe you have to be a member of, uh, f- the Friends of the Mountains the Sea trail to have access to, but they are, uh, they're great resources. They're very well done and, um, very accurate. And, uh, so they're great for, for trip planning, but also for, um, checking status to make sure, uh, a trail hasn't um, changed. There are some stretches of the MST that are on private land and uh, those those have been known to change. So always a good idea to check on those first before heading out. But basically, uh, yeah, we're looking at national forests, national parks, um, and state parks. So those are the main resources that we use uh, and the ones that we check the most often. Um, We will also check not just the websites, but sometimes the Facebook pages get updated a little bit more frequently. And you can find out the Facebook and Twitter um, addresses when you go link onto the website. So that would be the main resource that we rely on. Another resource that we use frequently is Sunrise sunset.org or rather sunrise-sunset.org and this is the one where you can plug in where you are and it will tell you not just when the sun rises and the sun sets but it will tell you the start of twilight it will tell you the end of twilight um, tells you the day length the solar noon and it's just it's great information uh, especially in the winter Uh, granted the days are getting longer now, so it's kind of nice to be able to tell, um, how late you'll be able to stay out, um, before the, you start to lose light, but year round, it's just a great resource, um, and something that we like to check on a regular basis before heading out just to see and make sure, um, how much daylight we're going to be dealing with the Center for Outdoor Ethics Leave No Trace website. This is one that everyone should have bookmarked. It is basically the ground rules for for playing outdoors and and being a considerate and conscientious user of the great outdoors. Um, It gives the seven basic principles of leave, Leave No Trace, which are, one, plan ahead and prepare, two, travel and camp on durable surfaces, three, dispose of waste properly, Four, leave what you find. Five, minimize campfire impacts. Six, respect wildlife. Seven, be considerate of other visitors. But what exactly do those mean? Well, you can go on to the Leave No Trace website and you can get a more definitive idea of of what the seven basic principles mean and basically just how you you can be more respectful of the outdoors that we love to play in. This one's especially relevant right now as we make our way through February and start to think about warmer times ahead and start to think about the summer, start to think about vacations, and start to think possibly about volunteer vacations. So, the American Hiking Society coordinates um, these volunteer vacations with a lot of um, forests, parks um, throughout the country. Uh, They will They'll coordinate these vacations, and uh, basically, it's just an opportunity to go maybe to some place that you've you've wanted to go, maybe some place that you've been that you really like, and and you like to have um, a little bit of an impact there. want to want to help it out. They have these organized volunteer vacations, and they're you know they're a set length of time. Sometimes they're a week. Um, sometimes you go deep into the back country. Sometimes you're at a um, you're at a, a camp in a cabin, and you're dispatched daily to go out and do work, but you do do work. Um, it's it's a working vacation. The vacation part, maybe that's a little bit misleading um, <clears throat> because you are expected to work. Room and board is is included, um, but you will pick up a pickaxe. You'll pick up a Pulaski, and uh, they will show you how to use them, and they will put you to work doing Uh, Trail maintenance, trail repair, building new trails, a great opportunity um, to get out and and help. So you can check the American Hiking Society website for information on the volunteer vacations. And speaking of the American Hiking Society website, that is another great overall resource for all kinds of information about hiking. For instance, if you are just getting into hiking, you probably have a lot of questions. Well, you can go to the American Hiking Society's Hiking 101 page, and you can get tips on everything from the 10 essentials for your day pack to uh, details about key outdoor skills that you should have to, you know, how to plan a typical outing, how to even plan a small day trip. So another great resource. You can go in there, you can noodle around, and you can find the answers to uh, a lot of the the questions, not only that a beginner would have, but also, you know, somebody who's been on the trail for a while. Very good resource. Did you know that the 76.8 mile section 10 of the Mountains to Sea Trail along Falls Lake in the Triangle area of North Carolina has been done in 12 hours, 24 minutes, and 19 seconds? That's 76.8 76.8 miles, 12 hours, 24 minutes, 19 seconds. Congratulations, Nathan Tobin. Or that the American Tobacco Trail, which runs for 22 miles throughout the triangle, was done in 2 hours, 54 minutes, and 46 seconds by Lindsay DeMarco. You would know this if you were on the fastestknowntime.com website, which keeps track of all of the FKTs that are set Throughout the country, and by all of the FKTs, really, you have to go onto this page. It's pretty fascinating, um, just how many FKTs have been set, and this has become something of a recent phenomenon—a um, a phenomenon that that has grown out of the pandemic, um, when people were kind of delegated to doing um, to not doing group hikes, uh, when uh, trail runs were canceled. Uh, when people were pretty much on their own, a lot of them turned to doing these FKTs and they are, they've become ubiquitous. they every single trail, it seems has their own FKT. And some of them are just, are pretty remarkable. Um, FKT, if you're familiar with it, it's probably through the, um, Appalachian Trail and a new record gets set there. It seems every year, every other year, um, I think it's down to, what, 42 days, something like that. Well, everything has an FKT, and uh, you can look in your area, maybe check out a trail that you've done, uh, a trail that maybe is a day hike for you that takes eight hours, and you'll find somebody who's done it in 58 minutes. Who knows? But it's it's entertaining. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to look at, and a good way to, unfortunately, kill about a couple hours that you may not have during the day. Fastestknowntime.com Okay, another especially timely resource right now, as we start to head into spring, I know in most of the area that we um, that we address, it hasn't been too spring-like of, of late, and typically, so we're in the first week of February, typically we are starting to see the first trout lily, First daffodil, certainly. Um, First spring beauty right around now. And there's a chance we could see it this week. I think throughout this area, it's supposed to warm up into the 50s. So we could see them poking out. But one of the great resources are local wildflower um, websites. And these are ones that will help you identify what it is that's coming up. Our favorite and the best one for... Uh, The triangle area is called a virtual wildflower guide across time, which is part of the field and swamp, a romp through biodiversity website. And one of the things that we love about this particular uh, wildflower garden website is that it is um, you can sort by color, you can sort by date of appearance, which is really crucial. So you can, for instance, um, if you see something that, uh, that pops up the first week in February, you can search for everything that pops up around there and see, it's got a little picture with it, you can see if that is... Um, if that's what you're you're saying, and there are so many wildflowers out there, and a lot of them that do look alike, so this particular website, I know there are other ones out there. This one, this one is probably a good marker for um, most of the Central Piedmont. Um, it will identify exactly where the photo was taken, but uh, the um, I think I think. Um, the sighting times are are probably fairly consistent throughout the Piedmont. So, um, if this is if you're not in this area, probably a good way to search would just be to go uh, look for spring wildflowers and you know where you're at and see what pops up. So, again, the one that we like is called a Virtual Wildflower Guide Across Time. Thinking about hiking the Appalachian Trail? Well. The Appalachian Trail Conservancy has a Frequently Asked Questions page with through-hike-related questions answered. So it's a good starting point. Uh, It may not answer every single question, but it answers some of the more obvious questions that people might have, or maybe not so obvious. Um, For instance, how long does it typically take to hike the entire AT? Well, five to seven months. How much does it cost? Uh, about $1,000 a month, gear not included, according to the ATC. So, anyway, um, if you're planning on, um, or even if you're if you're just mildly contemplating a hike on the AT, check out this website. Okay, we're going to head back to the American Hiking Society for a minute, back to their webpage. This one, um, this particular page is will be relevant in another couple months or so, but it's the rundown of all National Trails Day events. So they keep track. They have um, all the sanctioned National Trail Day events get registered through their website. So if you're curious about an event uh, for the first Saturday in June, which is uh, National Trails Day, you can start checking your area. um, They're divided by state. So you can check by state and you can see what events are coming up. Generally, um, they start posting in May. Uh, The lists aren't typically complete until about a week before National Trails Day. So keep an eye out on, um, on their website for events in your area. And National Trails Day this year is Saturday, June 4th. So last summer, uh, there were it was high fire danger uh, seemingly everywhere. and we happened to find a website that helps identify uh, the fire danger basically in your backyard. It's called the Fire Weather Intelligence Portal. And it was developed by the State Climate Office of North Carolina. Now, it doesn't just cover North Carolina, which makes us wonder whether they're in uh, cooperation with um, other state climate offices. I don't know quite how this all comes together, um, but there are, you can find the current fire danger ratings uh, for all states in the southeastern U.S so uh, great a uh, great opportunity to go in sometimes it's a little bit difficult to find outside of national forest to find out what the fire danger is so <clears throat> you can go here and um and you can find out um, exactly the uh this is based on so they take into account uh, for fire danger they take into account relative humidity air temperatures, and wind speed. those are the main factors that they take into account. So, a great resource. It's the Fire Weather Intelligence Portal through the State Climate Office of North Carolina. And again, all of these uh, links will be in our show notes. Okay, so another um, byproduct of the pandemic has been everybody has discovered camping, which has made getting campsite reservations a little bit more of a challenge. So, there is a website that we found that is called um, it's called Campsite Assist. It's part of the CampsitePhotos.com um, universe, and it will help you track down campsite reservations. Um, basically, it will help you find. Uh, you can narrow down a search, and you can find out uh, what campsites might be open in your area. So. Where this comes in especially handy is if on a Wednesday you realize you've got the weekend open um, and you really want to go camping, but uh, you know, likely some of your favorite places will be filled up already since you know it's the last minute and all. You can go um, to the campsite assist and you can search and you can find out what is available in your area, and they keep track of cancellations, so even if you know, you had looked two weeks out and there was nothing reservable available at a campsite you wanted, Uh, check a day or two beforehand to see if there have been any cancellations that will pop up on this site. All right, we're going to plug a book of a friend here. Best Hikes with Dogs in North Carolina. Uh, This is a book that was, uh, that came out in 2007 it is written by Karen Chavez, who is um, an editor. She was the outdoors editor at the Asheville Citizen Times. I think she's moved on to do some other things at the paper, uh, but the the book is timely. I can't remember how many hikes it's got, but uh, these are all do- uh, dog-friendly hikes that she has done throughout the state. Um so it's and it's got good information if you're if you're new to hiking with a dog on um, trail etiquette, both for the dog, for the for you, um, and other kinds of, of tips on hiking with your dog. So, best hikes with dogs, North Carolina, Karen Chavez, and that's through the Mountaineers press. And finally, one app that we really like, that uh, especially on our night hikes so we do we do night hikes every Tuesday night we just we started out doing them about a decade ago in the winter just because it was a chance to do a midweek hike it was the only chance for a lot of people Uh, people have discovered that they they like hiking at night so we do them year-round now and one of the reasons obviously that we like doing it at night is because uh, you get a chance to see the night sky But what's up there? What's going on? What's that little, what's that teeny little dot that seems to be moving across the sky? Well, all of these, um, all of these questions can be answered at space.com's sky watching page. So you can find out by day, by location, what's, um, what's going to be in the night sky. We like to take it along. It's a great resource. Um, And again, it's an app. The app is free. I think uh, there is a Um, a version that you can pay for that gives you more features. But if you're, you know, just curious about what's going on up there, you can get this app for free. And it's called, again, the Skywatching page for space.com. Okay, well, those are some of our favorite resources, some of the most helpful, and some that we just, you know, every once in a while like to kick back and spend a couple minutes and lose ourselves in. We will have links again in our show notes to these sites. And we may actually throw in another couple of resources that we weren't able to get to uh, today. So use them, enjoy them, and we will see you next week. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. We have two backpacking trips coming up. The last weekend in February, we head to the high country for a 20-mile winter trip on the Appalachian Trail between Max Patch and Hot Springs, North Carolina. And in early March, we're doing a base camp backpack trip to Mount Rogers in Virginia, We'll hike about a mile in full pack, then do day hikes of 12 and 6 miles from there. Our first Get Hiking weekend escape of 2022, with two and a half days of hiking at Jones Lake State Park, Turnbull State Education Forest, and Baytree Lake Natural Area in North Carolina's coastal plain, has been delayed due to weather until March 4th through the 6th. And our last winter wild off-trail adventure of the 2021 season is March 12th in the Birkhead Mountain Wilderness of Central North Carolina. Eight miles of hiking old roadbeds and some trail with a bit of bushwhacking thrown in. You can learn more about these adventures and everything else we do at GetGoingNC.com. Click on Explore With Us. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with the posca- podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it, or if you have some constructive criticism or perhaps a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore.